Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer makes everything better. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this day, yeah, this we, day, this day, we are reading The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. And every day this month, it is May, which is apparently short story month. We are going to Says read... Says who? I don't know, but mm-hmm. apparently it is. Who are we to argue? We're too yeah. drunk for that. Mm-hmm. It is short story month, so we will have we will do a famous short story every day this month. And the first one we're doing, probably one of the more famous short stories and most accessible, The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. And we're starting with this beer from Finback, one of our uh, favorite local breweries. It is called Heinous. It is an imperial stout brewed with uh, coffee, chocolate, and hazelnut. There's no coconut in this? I think that's the hazelnut you're smelling. Might be right. It is like a fucking beer milkshake. This is good. It's yeah. Really this tasty. Is very good. Like delicious, delicious stuff. Dessert what? beer. Yeah. What percent is this? 12. Jesus. I've had uh, too many of these uh, lately and regretted some of them. You mean in the last 24 hours? Uh, no, not last, well, the last, uh, last couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I had stocked up and I don't want them to go with that. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. waste anything. So The Telltale Heart is a very, very famous short story by Edgar Allan Poe, who really only wrote short stories and poems. I don't think he did, I don't think he ever wrote a novel. Not that I know of. And um, it is probably, it's right up there, one of his most famous. Full of the House of Usher is another one. Casca. The Raven. Yeah, The Raven, which is kind of a poem. I mean, it rhymes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's well known. Cask of Amontillado or whatever. He has a few, Pit in the Pendulum. He has a few other famous things. They're, they're all like macabre mm-hmm. and yeah. this certainly fits in with that too. Mm-hmm. So it tells a story of an unnamed and, narrator. Oh, sorry. And I believe Edgar Allan Poe was a raging alcoholic. Uh, yeah, I think he died in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so he would probably really like this beer. He probably would have just pounded pints and pints of gin or whatever they had in mm-hmm. 1850. Boston, where he lived? Philadelphia? I thought it was uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, I don't know. So, Am I wrong? Uh, you had, I, you, I, had, I was just guessing. Yeah, we've done our research. <laughs> we read the, we read the short team of story. researchers just didn't let us know. Jimmy can't be here. He would have had those answers. He can't yeah. be here with us today, but he'll be with us for uh, other ones this month. So the narrator is unnamed, and it's actually, you, you assume it's a he, but it's not even made clear it's a man. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say he, because it's easier. And he, Are you assuming his gender? No, I'm just going to go by the convention of English, where like you refer to a, a one as he. Also, it's a servant who is clearly like a butler. Yeah. Which definitely sounds more like a male role. I agree. I mean, I just, just thinking of 1840s, why would there be a young woman living alone with an old man? That'd be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So I assume it's a dude. And uh, he lives with this old man who he loves. Yeah. He's got nothing against the old man. He, he has provided for him, and he's, he's a good like, host or boss or whatever the fuck he is. Except he has one problem. One flaw. It's, his eye. It is fucking awful. Yeah, go to town on that, man. Yeah. Some more. His eye looks like a like a vulture eye or something, a hawk eye or something. It's like a bigger and it's got like a sheen over it. And is he blind in that eye? I'm not even sure. Uh, I don't think he's blind, but because later he can like kind of see a little bit in the middle of the night. Well, anyway, one we'll eye is there. shitty, but the other eye is not. Yeah, maybe that one. But he's got this terrible eye, and the the servant dude, we think it's a dude, uh, just hates the eye. He just absolutely hates it. I don't know, terrified of it, and basically wants to do something. At least do something about the eye. So I'm, I'm, I have to kill him. Yeah. And he does. <laughs> but first, he kind of prepares by every night, he, he, he like slowly pushes open the door of the man's room, mm-hmm. taking like an hour to open it up big enough yeah. to put his head through. I mean, it starts, the, the short story starts with him saying that he has heightened senses. So you call it madness, but I call it, you know, more acute senses or whatever it says. 
And he says that he can move so slowly and patiently to open the master's door that in the middle of the night that there's just no way you would ever be able to tell. And that he can open the lantern so carefully to shine just one ray of light onto the eye. And he will, and he does this. He like sneaks into the this, the room in the middle of the night, like over like every night for a while, a bunch of nights in a row, just practicing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Until eventually he um he like gets ahead of himself, and the guy yeah. wakes up. And he wakes up, and then he uh, tries to stay. The servant tries to stay still, like oh maybe because with his superpowers, and tries to pretend uh just wait for the old man to go back to sleep, but he doesn't because his vision is based on movement. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's a raptor. Um, that was the T-Rex in the movie. Yeah, T-Rex. Because mm-hmm. he's a T-Rex. And so... <laughs> Tiny arms. And, and so the servant decides, like, at that moment, I guess I just have to kill him right now. Yep. So he, like, jumps on him. Smothers him with a pillow. Smothers him with, like, the mattress. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure was a very yeah. shitty mattress. And there's, like, one brief shout from the old man. Yep. That's it. And then he dismembers him in a bathtub or, like, a wash tub or something. Mm-hmm. And... Buries his dismembered body under the floorboards. And then police officers show up. And I guess police officers, right? Yeah, yeah police officers. So this is hours later, because that's the speed police officers worked back then. <laughs> we heard a woman scream. <laughs> Four hours later. Is she okay? Yeah. Like, oh, my master's not here today. And they have a fine conversation where they're like, oh, this guy's not, in, he's not guilty of anything. Mm-hmm. Let's just shoot the breeze at 3 a.m. And then he hears something that's still making noise. <laughs> It's a beer. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe not a beer. But this beer is perfect. This is still making noise from single cut. It is an ale. Uh, but this is IPA. So I don't know what that means. Well, I guess it means IPA. <laughs> but, and he hears the thumping of the heart of the old man. Yeah. Which, so while he was killing the old man the first time, he could hear, it felt like he could hear the heart. Because of his acute his heightened his senses. acute senses. Exactly. Heightened senses. And then while he's sitting there, so the servant, he's put his chair directly on the floorboards under which... The body is lying there. The, the dismembered body is sitting there. And he's, he's, you know, while he's sitting there, he feels like he can hear the heart. And it just drives him completely crazy. It gets louder and louder. As, mm-hmm. as, and it drowns out to the conversation. He can't, he's like agitated. He can't even talk to the dudes anymore. And he, think the du- and he thinks the police dudes are mocking him. Like they actually know and that they're just mocking him. And then he, after an hour of this or after, yeah, something like that time. long. Mm-hmm. So after an hour of this, he confesses. The end. All right, let's try this beer. Yes. That's nice. Really crisp, dry, yeah. citrusy, pineapple yeah, kind of nice flavor, idea. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good beer. That's nice. Two wildly different beers here today. So this short story, the thing that's interesting is it's an unreliable narrator, which you're not even really aware of it, mm-hmm. except that like, one of the first things he says is, I'm not crazy. Like, you call it madness? Which if you have to say, I'm not crazy, you usually are, mm-hmm. That's how, especially in 19th century literature. And the other question is, who's he talking to? Yeah, good question. I assumed it was some sort of confession. Right. Like talking to a judge or yeah. a journal or something. But but it's like he there's a paradox, right? He he doesn't want to be thought of as being crazy, so he'll tell you how he murdered a man. Yeah. So it's not like he's actually interested in his innocence or being free. He just doesn't want to be thought of as crazy. So he probably is. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I got out of that. Like, right? So he's... But And it was the the beating of the heart that um right gave it away which is sort of like his own because his own guilt yes what was it was there really a heart beating well i mean it's a fucking weird story so maybe but probably not it was probably all in his mind it was uh, it was just his own like guilt from having done it yep that led to him you know having to confess so 
I mean, this, I, I understand why this is such a popularly studied short story. It's also like a page long. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, even, a, even a lazy high school student can manage to read this before, you know, five minutes before class. But it's, you know, there's a lot of interesting details. Why is he saying it? Why is he saying it this way? Can you trust him at what he says? And ultimately, you can't trust him for shit. He's crazy. He's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be thought of as a crazy person, which is, make, which, which is the, the paradox there. It's a fun story. And yeah. super famous. I thought it was, I remember watching like, I don't know, was it a cartoon version of it or movie version of it as a kid? It seemed a lot longer. Yeah. They must have had to really stretch it out. I think they must have str- added more and more scenes of him mm-hmm. in the room and the beating so, growing louder and louder or something like that. Yeah. For some reason, that's what I thought happened. I didn't realize it all happens in one night, basically. But there it is. Yeah. So this is a sh- we're doing a short story every day this month for Short Story Month. This is one of the most famous ones. One of my criticisms of short stories usually is that they feel either too abrupt or like, like you know, like Twilight Zone, M. Night Shyamalan kind of endings, mm-hmm. or they don't, sell, they don't tell anything. They're just like a scene, you know? This yep. is one where it actually has, the whole, it has everything happening. Feels like a complete story. And it's super, super dense. It's really, really brief. It's pretty masterful. And Poe po could write in between those bouts of alcoholism. This may be the only Poe I've ever read. Though I had read it before this. But I can't remember if I've actually read anything else. I may not have. I read um, another like collection of shit at one point. Well, the Casket Amontillado, where they, we bricks the guy in the wall. So we'll have to do that at some other point, too. We should, yeah. I mean, he's associated with the macabre and like Halloween, sort of, even though yeah. there's nothing, often there's nothing really supernatural about his famous stuff. I guess the mm-hmm. Raven is supernatural. But the other stuff is just weird dark and this but is no different in 18 whatever 1840 something wherever this came out a story about dismembering a body that's crazy yeah it's, it's a little that's a crazy out there i mean it's grotesque today <laughs> so you can only imagine another thing I, I was thinking as i read it he's like they would never know because i dismembered him in the tub like well so there's a bloody tub sitting somewhere didn't spill a drop yeah like, there's a tub filled with blood and guts where like, it's right there mm-hmm. and it must reek of death in there or like it's not like he had indoor plumbing to flush no. that out. So, I mean, that's the thing where you could argue forever how honest is he in his story, how much of it is just bullshit. I mean, even, yeah. if, even if you don't want to go into the hyper scrutiny of it and wonder, you know, about the narrator's, how the fidelity of the narrator, it's just a fun story and it's short and easy, which mm-hmm. I think is what we're kind of hoping for this month that yeah. even if you don't have the, where, the stamina to read some long novels every week, you could, you could churn out a lot of these short stories pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And keep up even with our drunk asses. And uh, pad your Goodreads total for the year. Yes, if you significantly. Yeah, you could. And a lot of the ones we're going to do are public domain, so they're free. You don't even have to feel guilty about pirating them like some of you bastards do. Who are you talking about? I, Jimmy. <laughs> I think Jimmy. Yeah, She's that bastard. It was probably yeah. Jimmy's the only one who goes to the library. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's that story, Edgar Allan Poe. I think we'll do more Poe in the future. But easy short story. Go out and read it. You can read it on your phone in between two stops on the train, probably. Mm-hmm. And you will not be worse off for doing it. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc or Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Also, give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever the hell you're listening to and subscribe. That really helps us out. Thanks. 